um, recently, you know, um, the Black the Black Lives Movement has really been, you know, taking over the world. And you guys in the Big East, assistant coaches, you guys started a um, a, um, how about a, a coalition. Um, can you speak upon that? Because you're one of the founding members within that coalition. Can you speak upon that? That was Dwayne Woodward, currently of Seton Hall University. We spoke about his coaching experiences, which includes Division III, Division II, Division I mid-major, and Division I major, his involvement with the Coaches for Action initiative, and his battles within the old Big East. I'm Mark Williams, this is the Assistance Podcast, and this is Dwayne Woodward. Good evening, Coach Woodward, how are you? This is a special opportunity, and I thank you for being on our assistance podcast. Everything's good with you and your family? All is well. Um, obviously, we all going through it, you know, as a society, and obviously the college athletics, but um, everyone's good on my end. All of our players are good. My family, personally, are, are doing well. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's unfortunate what's going on, but it's good to be able to sit back and relax. understand that and I, I'm gonna talk to you um, briefly about your college or your, your professional basketball career your, you know because you are a pretty good basketball player but I really want to focus on your experiences as an assistant coach but 
How did you get into assistant coaching from being a great player that you were, um, you know, Boston College and also, you know, Queens native? I got to say that, Queens native. How, how did you get into the coaching profession? Um, well, you know, I had, a, I had a long I didn't know all of that. I know that you was coming home and playing in street ball tournaments and stuff like that. But I'm happy to say that, you know, the fact that you got your teeth, you cut your teeth on the AAU circuit, because that's the big, big market for you to cut your teeth in. Um, that led you to coaching, what, like Division Three, Division Two, Division One. Where did you start off coaching? Before we leave the maritime situation, I'm gonna give you a funny story. I and this one, and you mentioned it. You are a grinder because I remember on when I was in training in Queens, um, you would come by after practice at SUNY Maritime and just check out who was in the gym, as far as as far as who I was training that particular day. And I was like, yo, he's going to be something out of that because you were like grinding for like Division Three, like trying to move up. I was very impressed with that.
coaching journey. Um, there was an opportunity at, at SUNY, Mer- I mean, um, at Queens College. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know this story, but, um, you know, I was on the internet, I was on Hope Third Scowling, looking for my next opportunity, and, um, and, I, and I noticed it was early in the morning, um, kind of around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, and I, and I saw on Hope Third that there was, there was going to be a live press conference for the coach that just got hired, mm-hmm. Darren Jacobs. And so what I did was, literally, I, I grabbed my resume, I got dressed, and I tried to tried to uh, 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 attend the press conference. Unfortunately, I got there later than uh, after it finished, but I just talked to the secretary, I left my resume, and sure enough, in his travels, he knew people, he knew me, um, but we had never met. And so I just connected the dots, was able to get an interview, and that was it. Mm. <laughs> so a lot of people don't know that story. It, it wasn't because, you know, anything else. I, I literally just, just seen on the internet that he was hot, that he was um, having a press conference for his hiring, and I got dressed and just mm. tried, to, tried to go over there and have an opportunity to meet him. Wow, that's a crazy story. Um, that's so. That's Division Three. You've you already, already been at Division Two in Queens College. What what came after that? So I I, honestly, I I got the job at Queens College. I stayed on the job for literally two weeks, mm-hmm. um, and then opportunity um, was, was was before me um, by Tom Corey at Fordham, mm-hmm. um, and he contacted me. One of my best friends, David Duke, was assistant. Under the top of the for years, uh, Dave, Dave Duke and myself went to high school together at Cardoso. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Dave reached out to me and said, hey, listen, um, I know you got a job over at Queens College, but we have opportunity over here. And again, it doesn't, doesn't pay. It's not a paying job. And, you know, but it's an opportunity for you to get your feet wet in the Division One program. Mm-hmm. And, and so... You know, I, listen, I made the decision. I, I, I've always been a person that I can roll my sleeves up, check my ego, and, and basically just grind. And I sat there and did all the work uh, um, at Fordham in an administrative role. I was assistant video coordinator. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I, I didn't go into that job thinking that I was going to make a ton of money. That wasn't, that wasn't my focus. My focus was to just build my resume and keep, keep, keep my foot on the gas And again, stealing your phrase, roll your sleeves up and, and get dirty. Everywhere I went on the circuits, you were there. <laughs> Everywhere I went, you were there. And and I'm you know I'm out there traveling as far as tra- training and stuff. You were there. So again, tribute to you and your you know your work ethic. So Fordham, uh, uh, David Duke, and uh, Tom Pacora. What happened after that? Because I know you left them uh, after two years, well, maybe two years, two years. One year, one, one year, year, one year, year. Okay. Um, and I had a, I had a relationship with uh, Brian Reese mm-hmm. and Derek Phelps was over at was over at Monmouth. Um, I knew the head coach King Rice. He he was he coached one of my one of my ex teammates and really close friends and Jamar Smiley when he was at Illinois State. Um, so I known King Rice for years. Um, Derek Phelps had actually left and got a got a job at. Columbia, 
Bench antics, also, right? Yeah, for sure. That, that was that was a great two years where we, we had we had some unbelievable wins. Um, wins at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we beat USC down in Orlando at a tournament. We beat Georgetown at Georgetown. Um, I believe we beat Rutgers, and it was one. Oh, we beat Notre Dame mm-hmm. um, down at a tournament when they were ranked like six. Yeah, um, the the bench antics wouldn't have been a success if you guys weren't winning. <laughs> no question, no question, and we knew that. Oh no, you guys went viral like a thousand times. So um, after Mammoth and then Coach Rice, and then you moved on to where? So you run the gamut as far as a major program, going backwards, a major program, a mid-major that did very well against majors in Monmouth. Um, Fordham was similar to Monmouth as far as mid-major. Uh, Queens College, Division Two, and um, SUNY Maritime. So, and, and people don't know this too, you did some summer league stuff with the MBDL at the time, correct? <laughs> yeah, I remember. So, so tell me, so, so tell me the differences between all of those different levels, because um, there's obviously a different level, uh, you know, of, of experience that you need as a coach. Well, 
So now, so now you're at Seton Hall and you guys, I want to commend you and the 20 other guys. I want you to speak upon that. Um, recently, you know, um, the Black the Black Lives Movement has really been, you know, taking over the world. And you guys in the Big East, assistant coaches, you guys started a, um, a, um, how about a, a coalition. Um, can you speak upon that? Because you're one of the founding members within that coalition. Can you speak upon that? Excuse me. It's called uh, Coaches for Action, and it's going to have all. It had 21 assistant coaches within the Big East, and you guys are going to um, have all the teams in the Big East 
wear a patch of some sort that has um, BLM on it, correct? Correct. It has not been approved yet. Okay. That's one of the initiatives. Okay. One of the initiatives, excuse me, is to, is to see if we can uh, get BLM, BLM patches on home and away jerseys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, the thoughts behind that is that's just to, 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 keep, to keep awareness out there and to actually give the players a voice. Right. Um, And then I think one of your, in reading your website and doing some research on the program and on an initiative, one of the biggest ones that I see is that you guys plan to create a scholarship fund to assist like players or student athletes for that matter um, to get a degree. Is that something that you guys really put an emphasis on as far as helping the next generation as far as obtaining college degrees and college credit? 'cause that you guys created, you know, at some point could maybe replace the old BCA that used to be in effect for um the college fraternity, the college coaching fraternity. Is that something you guys have aspirations of or are you just starting out on this level right now and hopefully grow into something along those lines? Well, you know, honestly I think I think anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I would like to see, and obviously down the road, down the road, um, as far as because you guys are are, are are an inspiration, and that you guys could probably um, spark a, a fire within the next generation of college coaches, particularly those from the underrepresented communities. Um, I think that's something that you guys at, down the road can um, obviously um, pay attention to because your numbers are dwindling as far as um, underrepresented black assistant coaches and becoming head coaches, like you know, you know as far as um, 
us being seen or you guys being seen. Yes. No, no question. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we all talk about. It's amongst ourselves. And that, you know, we can, we can really be this can turn into something huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a race to become the first per, the first group, um, but we wanted to really do this right, and we we took our time, but we were diligent. We had a lot of older. We had we we had Coach Lewis Moore at Georgetown, mm-hmm. who obviously he was a head coach. He's been in the game, he's been around. Um, so we we had different ages of coaches. Great stuff, man. That's great stuff. Now, uh, we're going to leave that heavy subject uh, and get more uh, light. Uh, uh, and I asked uh, one of our friends, uh, uh, Jamal Robinson, this question. Um, when you played, and I need honesty here, uh, uh, Coach, uh, who was that one guy that really, you know, like, oh, snap, he, he may get me a little bit. Who, who's that one guy that got you? What, which level? Oh, good question. Let's go... Let's go backwards. Let's go pro, college, and then high school. Uh, high school, no, no, not really. Pro and pro and college. Uh, um, you be honest. I can be honest, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard, you know, I'm a competitor. Uh-huh. I never feel like somebody got the best of me, but I can be honest. Um, right off the top of my head, I remember Lynn Greer. Uh-huh. He gave me the business out. Italy, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was with, I think I was, I was with Sienna. Uh-huh. That was my, my second year in, in Italy. I was playing on, on Sienna. We were in the Euro League, um, one of the best teams in Italy. And he gave me this one game. We played them twice. Um, I think the first game was even, but the second game, I think he, he, he kind of gave me the business. So I can be honest about that. I mm-hmm. remember that one. Uh-huh. Okay. That, but that's just that's just one game. Everybody gets everybody gets it one game. I mean, like if you see on the scouting report, we play uh, Barcelona. Like, oh snap, I got to go against. Boom. Any, anybody ever hit you like that? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, man. I, I honestly don't think so. You know, it was somebody that kind of was you know was worried about on that Georgetown had 
I knew that. I seen that when you came uh, to my runs um, when you were still playing. And y'all was going at it in, 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 in the gym. All of, all the names you mentioned, most of the names you mentioned were in there at some point. And you was ha- holding you was holding your own. Anyway, thank you, man. Thank you for stopping by the, uh, the Assistance Podcast. It was great. Love talking to you on and off the record, man. Thank you for what you're doing. Seton Hall is doing well. You're doing well. I'm proud of you, man. Uh, thank you. And I know this interview is a long time coming. You know, you asked me a while ago. Um, but I just try to focus on focus on what I'm doing with the coaching and recruiting. So, you know, it took me some time to get back and, and, really, and really sit down. But You was you was actually like in that time you mentioned when you was on your last legs. You was like my the, the, the one of the first pros to come get work in. Yep, exactly. I remember that. That's crazy how how your how your how your um your training and your organization and all of that stuff has grown. So that's that's big time and commendable for you. And ditto, same back to you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, man.